Welcome back to another episode of Daddy's Home. I am your host, Stephen Shear. And as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mel Escudero. Hi there. And we have a special guest with us today, Natalie Escudero. Hello, hello. AKA Natika Music. Um, hope everyone's having a good week out there. We're very happy to join you guys again. Uh, let's get plugs out of the way. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Steve, E-Y-E-M-S-T-E-V-E. Where can they follow you? I can be found at uh, Instagram. Uh, that's like the main app I use. And my handle is Escumelo. I was about to say I'm Steve. It's Escumelo, <laughs> E-S-C-U-M-E-L-O. And you can find me on all socials at Natika Music, N-A-T-I-C-A, music altogether. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I don't use Twitter. Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, YouTube, yeah. And also you can follow the official Daddy's Home Instagram at Daddy's Home Pod. And write to us at uh, Daddy's Home Podcast Official at gmail.com. That's where if you want to reach us, tell us how we're doing. You know, you got inquiries, you know, maybe a problem you want us to solve. Write to us. Let us know what's going on. And um, Mel, you have a show to plug. Am I correct? For sure. So uh, if you guys are in the New York City area and available on Thursday, February 9th, I will be performing with my band Dirty Bird uh, at Mercury Lounge. And the show starts at 630 or sorry, doors open at 630. Uh, But we are so looking forward to getting back together. It's been a while since the whole band has played together. It's been like some months and we really miss each other. And you know, you know how bands they when the older they they are, the better they sound. So we've just been aging like fine wine. Um, But also I am turning 31 on the 9th. So that's right. Happy birthday to me, almost. And um, I'm really looking forward to spending that time with my friends doing what I was brought on this earth to do, which was to entertain. That is my deal. I love it. Anyway, um, how about Nat? So um, first of all, my first ever single released on Friday. It's called Don't Bother. We'll, We'll have a guess we'll maybe listen to it later yes um and then i'm having a show on saturday february 25th at this diy space in brooklyn called the quincy adam and um the show is called the queen's takeover and it's a bunch of us like either queen's based or like queen's native artists who are performing together ironically in brooklyn and I'm really excited to hear, uh, to watch the performances by all of the other artists that are participating. So, um, super exciting. It makes nice. sense why it's called the Queens Takeover. I mean, if Queens was taking over Queens, you would just be in Queens. So it's like we're coming to Brooklyn and we're taking over. It, it's the Queens holding it on the fort. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, listen, shots thrown. I'm from Long Island, so. But yo, shots thrown <laughs> while we're in Brooklyn recording Which this. Which is not New York City. I hate when people say that Brooklyn and Queens are part of Long Island because they're not. Yeah. What? They're people not. say that. That's wild. They say that to piss us off. I think they just say they say it because they see the map and they're like, oh, well, it has to be part of Long Island because they're connected. I mean, we are on the same landmass, but we're not the same municipality. Exactly. Yeah. Well, good. So, you know, we wanted to get into it and talk about and talk about uh our first video episode that came out last week the reception has been extremely positive mm-hmm. thank you for that you know uh and um we've certainly been beating ourselves up while editing the video and the audio i was actively punching myself in the face while editing the audio because i would hear myself and what i'd say and i'm like man you really are just you just blatantly throw you know you're just throwing little rocks at everybody but in my opinion, I feel like I'm punching up. They got more. I'm I'm not. I'm a mailman. I got weird growths on my hand and everything. So if I'm talking about a TikToker, <laughs> God forgive me. They already. They're the privileged ones. I get chased by a dog. Is that really a privilege? Oh my gosh, poor baby. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I I feel bad because I think that when Stephen was just looking for things to throw on the wall. I really could have been more supportive. And um, I tend to take up the back seat in conversations. Um, and every once in a while, I'll just like explode with emotion and energy. But like, 
you know, when you have a camera on your face, it sometimes doesn't really, uh, that doesn't really show. But, um, I know that like, I was also embarrassed my, by my lack of participation, but moving forward, that's definitely something that I'm going to, um, you know, really work on and be, be that person that you need, you we're, know, we're humble people. Cause the thing is like, <laughs> if we were like, that was great. And we just high fived <laughs> after it, that'd be a problem. Like you want to always be improving. Exactly. Right? Looking for ways to improve. Yeah. Well, you want to balance between like, you know, you guys succeeded in making a video episode and then also looking at ways that you can improve. So there's ways to celebrate and know what to do next. Yeah. Yeah. I like look back and I'm just like, God, like what, who are you? Like, this is who you become when the cameras turn on where I'm just like a ball of energy. I, I compared myself to, for reference, look it up. The bullet in the corn video, Freak on a Leash. Like, it just leaves the cop's gun and it doesn't stop. It just keeps going. It goes through everything. It goes through walls, through milk jugs, through balloons. Yeah. What are you going to say? Go ahead, please. Tune in. No, I Chime just like, in. every time somebody talks about corn, I think of that one music video. Which with, one? Um, <clears throat> with Aaron Paul. <gasps> Yo. That's a I was one. incredibly traumatized by that I music video. I love that video. song. I, that song, that breakdown will get me so hyped. I, I listen- The song is cool. The <clears throat> video, like I have this fo- uh, like vomit phobia and like that was, I think that's where it came from. Definitely. Wow. <laughs> it definitely, no, it definitely has that vibe of like, we, like, it, like it could make you feel like you're going to vomit. But I always think about when I got into metal music and I got into it like around like fifth or sixth grade. It started off with like the Backstreet Boys Millennium. Wow. And the, my uh, godfather, who I haven't seen in a long time, got me uh, the WWF Volume 4 soundtrack. So it's like all these walkout songs for all these wrestlers. <laughs> and then it got I got into like Blink-182 and Rob Zombie and Slipknot. So I'm like in fifth grade, I'm like listening to all this stuff I shouldn't be listening That's to. That's so funny yeah so it's just yeah like it's just like the history of all that stuff and i remember that corn video i love that song and i was playing in the car one night and mel was just like we were going to a show we were going to see uh natasha and uh eli's show and mm-hmm. we were looking for parking for like an hour and that song came on and yeah. mel's like this song is like freaking me out could you turn it <laughs> what, off freak on a leash no no thoughtless this is with the, the with oh that, yeah, yeah yeah how does it go again gonna take you <laughs> <laughs> That's the part I like the most. <laughs> when Jonathan Davis scats on the track. <laughs> <laughs> That's a scatting. Wow. Cool. Musically scatting. <laughs> yeah, it's a scat. Yeah, no, he scats. I mean, he scats in the other song with the bullet. That's the that's the that's the breakdown. No, but I was talking about how does a song that uh, oh, with the vomit, how yeah. does it go? Because it's nice. Oh, oh, my hate cannot be. Hate cannot be. Me, 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 it's coming me, back. Uh, Natalie vomits. It's all coming back She vomits on a new MacBook. No. <laughs> did wow. you get Apple Care? I did. Okay. Oh, We're when good. I find I'm like a baby, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that part sounds like. Yeah, but I want to cry like a baby. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, we were happy to give you guys the first episode and um, the views are going up pretty quickly. I know. It's fucking awesome. Oop. I'm trying not to curse so much. That's definitely one well, thing. The, that's, it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> editing was such a beast. It has been like literally so time consuming. Normally I would spend that time like just watching TV, but like now I have to do work. <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah so now i have to do work <laughs> steven like <laughs> steven steven's definitely been like you know pulling a lot of weight and trying to make sure this thing this thing happens and like we're really putting it together and um he spent a lot of hours i don't know what day uh last week but he spent hours on the computer probably not moving not moving his entire body for like hours and um he got up from editing the podcast and tweaked his neck yeah, no, I I literally was sitting there for close to like an hour and a half. Like I sit in this position, like, you know, like my neck is down and I'm just like, you know, I got to cut right here and do this. So after all is said and done, I was like, all right, great. The video audio is done. I'll do the video next. Let me get up and eat something. I got up and I was like, Ugh! which has been the story of my life for like the last like five months. So like right here, visual representation right here, I couldn't move. And I was like, uh. Oh, it hurts. And I didn't know what I, I literally didn't do anything that day. It didn't work out. Nothing. I had, I wanted to get this work done. I wanted to get this money. Yeah. Okay. Let's put the video up. Show the video. Please give a clip. Yeah. 
Which one is it? Steven Tweak's neck. Yes. Okay. Oh my back. I just want to let you guys know. I'm not even, oh, we put our heart and soul into this. I mean, I literally got this sitting down and editing all day. <laughs> I'm knocking out for the game. But the game ain't won yet. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey, you couldn't even get up. I hate, I make so much noise. I'm only 31. I'm only 31. I die at like a 1800 white man's age. You know when they die at like 35? No! Steven, stop! She wanted me to die. That's what that sounded like. She's like, no, wait. Yeah, little C's in your hands. Come on. Good luck turbotaxing Max. Alright. I'm very happy that Coed and Cambria shirt still fits nicely. Yeah. I bought that a long time ago. You definitely cut the sleeves, didn't you? I did. Because I, I like to work out and it looked good when I work out. I'm sorry. Listen, I a little kind of give myself a little credit. I look good when I work out in it. <laughs> Steven, he likes to really use the shit out of his clothes. Like he won't throw it out until it's like completely ripped apart. Maybe it's a Gemini man thing because Dylan is the same. <laughs> My, oh my, God. my dad, when I was younger, we were in North Carolina and he wanted to go to a used army Navy store, like a thrift store uh-huh. okay. before thrifting was cool. Yeah. Okay. Where, where everyone thought it was like, this is like disgusting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he got a, he got a pair of sweatpants. <laughs> he got a pair of gray sweatpants from this store and they had a yellow stain, kind of like faded yellow I stain right know. here. Ew. And he still bought them. Ew. And I was just like, I'll, that we'll never forget that. Yeah. Ever, yeah. ever, Did ever. Did you say something to him? The second he bought them. <laughs> I was young. And what I was did like, you say? I was like, is that piss? <laughs> it's like, dad, I think that someone else is piss on those sweatpants, dude. And what did he say? He didn't. My dad, he's like, I'm Chuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yo. Yo, your dad is so hardcore. He is. He he just wrote a book. Yeah, I was I was going to say something and then I stopped myself because I'm like, it's not my book to, to talk about. And he also hasn't said anything about like, like hey, like you know, talk about the book. I feel like, it's, but it hasn't it hasn't been published yet, so that's why it's like how. But it's finished, and I have a so I, we were editing last week, and I was getting ready to put everything on YouTube, right? And I'm like looking at the computer and the binder. Sit, my dad had gave me a binder with the book in it. It's like a 330 page book, right? Mm-hmm. So the binder's sitting on the chair I'm sitting in right now, and I was like, I just got to go back to the computer and make sure everything's gonna upload. But I. In my ass, if there was like a stack of clothes there, I would have sat on the clothes. I was like, if I go and sit on top of the book my dad's been working on since he was 23 or 24, I'm a huge asshole where it's like just briefly just going to sit in the seat and finish finish making sure everything posts. But like I'm sitting on top of my dad's work. Like that's what I think about it. That you haven't even read yet. I read like I read the prologue. It was heavy. It was was, a heavy. It stuck with me. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I read the prologue yesterday and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, if the prologue is is heavy, imagine the rest of it. Oh, I, I'm so excited to read it. Me too. And um, yeah, so listen, my dad was thrifting before everyone else was. You know, everyone like, yeah, it's funny how cool thrifting is. Like, I mean, it's always, it, this is not new, but at the time, my dad was just like going to the used Army Navy store where like people now go to thrift stores everywhere. Yeah. 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 Well, it's probably because back in the day, like, new clothes were also way more affordable than they are now. Like, like most places they'll sell like a shirt for like $20 and up. Yeah. It's like, and if you get anything cheaper than that, it's going to be like kind of poorly made. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm definitely generalizing, but for the most part, like you want to buy quality clothes, you have to spend over like 25 bucks on one article of clothing. So thrifting has become more economical than ever. And also it's, it's, it's for um it's to be environmentally friendly because every time you buy new clothing like where did it come from who worked on it like what are the facilities in which it was made in and then if you buy something that's thrifted it's it's already been done Mm -hmm. and that's like one less thing that i don't know um but it's definitely more environmentally friendly because Mm -hmm. if people are thrifting more than there's less demand. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, you opened up a, a portal in my mind because you said okay. like, you know, these clothes have been used by somebody else. And I was just like imagining them taking like piles of clothes off 
Epstein Island and like putting them in thrift stores. Yeah, again like, with Epstein Island. <laughs> I know. Like if you can bring up Epstein Island in every episode, you would. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a third in the third episode. <laughs> I just say, well, it's true because it's like yeah, like clothes do have a story. Like where'd this they come do have from? A story. Where'd yeah. this come from? Yeah. A little island called Little St. James. There, third time. There we go. You don't think that his people burned the clothes? Maybe no, because maybe it was like that's like it's too obvious. It's like they'll be on to us. We have to thrift these and just be you know who knows who knows what happened exactly who yeah, knows what that's happens. a good qu- asking the good questions that's yeah. hysterical i did bring up epstein island twice i thought about my netflix my netflix pitch from last week and then i <laughs> was like oh i did bring it up last episode <laughs> my bad God damn it! okay so we're moving on what else do we have on you know uh well um nat is premiering her new song I so i wanted to talk, talk about it wanna ta- talk about it um because oh <laughs> <laughs> wanna ta- talk about it because it's it's a song that um you know the meaning behind it, it's called don't bother and uh, the meaning behind it is very resounding to a lot of people you can sure everyone can relate to people to like that feeling when you're being sort of annoyed by someone's energy and presence or it's usually people that want something from you <laughs> like, hi. Uh, some it's like when people want something from you but they like don't know even how to like actually be your friend and they don't really care about figuring that part out they just want to like perform on you or something like do performative shit on you and then like want you to be a recipient of it and it's just like it was mainly it's mainly about ghosting am yeah. i correct I yeah so exactly so it's like instead of just accepting that all the time and like having your boundaries crossed every time uh just say no just say leave me alone so that's what nat wrote it's called don't bother and nat you want to tell us a little bit about it so i wrote this song in 2018 and um i was in a situation where someone who i stopped talking to i just um i was no longer in in an environment where I, where I was seeing them all the time. So I was like, you know what? I just don't want to deal with them anymore. Like, I also realized that I just, I think that our friendship at that time when I was seeing that person was, um, was cool and all, but it just seemed like I just didn't want to deal with them anymore. So I just blocked them. And also that person was making some of my other friends feel uncomfortable. And they just seemed like the kind of person that if I tried to explain that to them, they would get really defensive or not understand. And I didn't really have like that mental bandwidth to care that much. And as cold as that sounds, um, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just not, I just don't want to deal with this person anymore. So I just, I just blocked them. And then I noticed that this person was looking through my sister's stories and I'm like, what are, I remember she brought it up to, to to me and she said, oh my God, isn't this this person? Like, didn't you know them? And I'm like, oh my God, why are they looking through your stories? Like, what do they want to know, you know? And I don't think I'd ever met them, right? You might have, I don't know. I'm I don't think sure. so. But, um, and this person will remain unnamed. Um, but I, I remember getting a DM from this person and they said, uh, why is it that you don't want to talk to me anymore? Something like that. And I remember seeing that message on my phone and I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. That's I don't fair. want to talk to you. Most people will I just don't. They don't have the balls to say that. Because a lot of people will just kind of like it's like having a friend come into town who like you're not really friends with, but they come back into town and they're like, hey, I'm in town. We should hang out. And it's like we haven't spoken in five months. I haven't heard from you in a long time, but we mm-hmm. should hang out. And it's kind of like, at least you had the balls to say, like, hey, listen, I really don't want to. No, I didn't respond. Oh, okay. So just, never mind. I'm giving I, you credit for not. Right. I didn't respond. <clears throat> and like fair enough. I had I remember feeling bad about it at first. Um, but then the way that I usually approach these situations whenever I'm dealing with something that's like difficult, um, I write about it. I write about it like something that's really uh, like bothering me. And I just, you know, when I said the words, I don't want to talk to you, I, a song idea came in my head. And I'm like, and I, I'm the kind of person where like I have these random sounds in my head like all the time. 
Um, and then I'll just start singing like beep, boop, 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 you know, while I'm washing dishes or while I'm taking a shower. And, and that's actually like bass lines and chord progressions, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I, like it's, it's weird when, when I write songs, sometimes it'll, there'll be like one idea that comes up and sometimes it's like one whole complete thing. And then the big challenge is me trying to get that idea out of my head mm-hmm. onto, onto like logic or Ableton or Pro Tools or whatever, like even GarageBand if I have my iPad. Um, so an idea came out of it and I did a demo and then I showed it to Dylan and then, um, you know, he was like, let's work on it. So we started working on it and, uh, now we have a song. Now it's a single. So we're going to play it at the end of the podcast. Like it'll be the outro song for this week. And you did a cool, cool ass video for it. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Now the video is great. And like, like the thing is like what I noticed in the video, God, I keep clearing my throat right in the microphone. Uh, Is you ha- it seemed like you had a lot of fun with it and just with like with the green screen and what you had. So that's good. It's like you're being resourceful as opposed to like yes. people who like will hire big production crews or like a production team and like and I'm not shitting on that, but I'm saying like you're very like DIY, which is great. Well, when you're broke. <laughs> yeah. When you're saving because like I've um you know, between Dylan and me, we made the record together. Like I wrote the songs, I recorded the vocals, I did um, some of the pre-production and then he like took it from there and like added his instrumentation. Um, You know, he added some effects and then he mixed it. It was a lot of work was put into that single and um, the upcoming EP, which I'll announce at a later date. Um, But where was I going with this? (laughs) It's just like, no, you're just uh saying like the process of like how it came together yeah so like you know we saved money by recording the song in-house it was in our apartment in our home recording studio and um and then i have also like i hired a friend who runs a like a pr agency uh shout out to resonator arts they're awesome um so i like put my money in that making sure that you know we put so much work into that i want the world to see it i want my family to see it and listen to what i've been working on for so long because i cannot tell you how many times i've talked to an old friend and they're like what are you up to and i'm like working on the ep yeah (laughs) no it's true like many years and i just like i was getting sick of saying it saying that myself but anyway so like you know i was spending money on you know the whole promo and then also there's other things that i need to spend money on for like my next single i'm thinking about what should i i should probably hire a videographer and like get it all done instead of me doing it myself but i'm really happy that for don't bother i shot the video myself i edited the video um it was definitely like an impulse move because um my uh because ben who i hired to help me promote he had suggested well he was like you should make a promo video you should do like something and he gave me examples of what kinds of promo videos uh the other people like his other clients have done and i thought i'm like man i can't just be like singing in front of a camera and there's nothing happening like people need visuals people need something to watch And I thought, you know what, let me just, also the other thing was I didn't want to show my face. I didn't want to do anything with my face. And I was trying this weird idea where, um, Dylan has an alien mask and it's green. Mm -hmm. So I wish I had that video, but I deleted it because it was really bad. But (laughs) I was trying to do like half of my face and I put the alien mask over half of my face and I try to do like a green screen test and it just looked so bad. It's like my nose was smushed Aww. and like, and like had like pimples all over my face and the green screen was not hiding my face at all. If anything, it was like a clear outline. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but I was like, you know what? Let me try this. I'll do several takes. Um, and I don't know, I I made it work, but I had been working on that video like all month, like the weekend that I had a sore throat and we were supposed to have the pre-production meeting. Yeah. Um, I, I was like, you know, let me make these videos happen. So no, congrats. Thank you. And you know, I'm working on, I was like showing you music last night as well. And it's exciting. It's very very exciting. exciting. Yeah. But like the topic of ghosting, man, it's it's uh what's like the weirdest message like someone's ever sent to you where you're like are you ghosted it you've told us before and i want you to share the podcast kind of okay you have two yeah well the the second one is not weird it's just pretentious but the first one oh my god okay i had (laughs) 
<laughs> how do I, how do I phrase this? Um, this person I had added on Facebook through a mutual friend, and I thought, oh, cool, like I know their their sibling. Mm -hmm. Um, I know like their family members, so th they'll be cool, right? But um, <laughs> that'd be cool, right? <laughs> And your family member would be and cool. The, and the thing is, like, I, I connect with people online all the time. Like, I connect with people on uh, on Discord, on Instagram, on Reddit. I've made friends that I... <laughs> this music, man. I've met friends from the internet before. Like, so that's not strange. And also, that's, like, a thing that millennial people do. And it, yeah, they hit your DM. Like, like, catfishing is not as much of a... <laughs> Okay. We're building so you're saying sense. millennials don't catfish as no. often? It's no, not no, as no. prevalent, she's it, saying. It's, yeah, like, like I think the, 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 um, the likelihood of getting catfished these days is, a, is definitely lower than, um, than it was like 15 years Absolutely. ago. You know? Or like it was scary and kind of dangerous to meet up with someone online. Anyway, back to my point. So I connected with this person and, you know, they were kind of flirtatious and like I have a partner so sometimes it's hard for me to interpret this person being flirtatious or friendly and I'm trying to be friendly I don't want to be like I have a boyfriend by the way because I don't know it's just anyway but this person saw me while I was um like outside like I was buying something in the neighborhood and then they messaged me and they were like oh my God, I think I saw you. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, were you wearing this and this and you were at this place and doing this? And I'm like, yeah. And then they were like, oh, you're so pretty. And I was like, oh, thank you. Cause I didn't want to be mean, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they, when I said, oh, thank you. You're so sweet. They were like, hold on, let me pull these screenshots. I mean, I'm not going to show the screenshots, but you just want to get, you know, I just, I just want, cause like, <laughs> cause I'm like trying to have a conversation with them and, and try to figure out like oh, poor what Natalie trying to have a conversation with a stranger yeah. on the internet. Okay. <laughs> poor Natalie. I was like, Oh, thanks. You're so sweet. And then I told them why I went to that spot. I was like trying to buy something. And then they responded to me saying, you're so sweet saying, if only you knew insert wink emoji and i laughed because i thought it was funny but then they just like took it way it too is hilarious far. and then oh my god <laughs> then they responded to their own message saying nom nom slurp slurp <laughs> wink wink ignore me i'm a sexual deviant god damn it love it and i didn't know how to respond to that i wouldn't know either i didn't respond after yeah. that oh no i did i responded with a gif i responded with um with a gif from the office um bj novak's character i forget his name but just like like just blinking it's like, i i was literally speechless like i at that moment i was getting ready for a photo shoot for the the next day and i had a face mask on i had my hair in like a hair mask like i was just i remember like looking at my phone I'm like i was speechless i didn't know what to say what do you say to that i mean i you know what? Not I wouldn't if I, have only if I can go. Only if I can go first. <laughs> the thing is, I I feel like I just wouldn't have even entertained the conversation to begin with. So no, that's why we're different. We're not this. We're we're come from the same genes. But um. But yeah. Yeah. I I definitely like. It's made me a lot more aware of the kind of people I talk to, because it's like, I want to be friendly. But don't mistake my friendliness for flirtatiousness. And that's what's... Don't mistake what's... my friendship for nom nom slurp slurp. Okay? Lick lick. Yeah. Oh, lick lick. Oh, my bad. <laughs> nom nom slurp slurp lick lick. Remember that. <clears throat> listen, always be nom nom slurp slurp lick licking. Okay? So listen, you know, we're about to take a little break. And uh, maybe we'll put your video in the in, like in the break. We could talk about the second DM. Yes, when we come back. Yeah. All right, we'll be back shortly. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning into this first half. Fuck yeah. That's beautiful. Love that. <laughs> and we're back. Thank you for joining us back at the second half of the show. And um, 
we did Mel and I wanted to discuss something real quick. We had an adventure this week, you know. Uh, we checked out a comedy show. Am I? Is that correct? I think it was supposed to be a comedy show. <laughs> it was, listen. But. Yeah, it was, well, you know, we're on the way to the, the show. I got home and I was exhausted, but I had to rally it together. And the bar itself was nice. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Although I was a little high and they were playing, like you're trying to talk to me about your job and they're playing JPEG Mafia in the background, which is, and now JPEG Mafia is like very much like, he's trying to step out of the bounds of like hip hop and like be more experimental with his sounds. And it's kind of like industrial sounding. So yeah. Mel's like the analytics and my work, I'm doing a good job. And all in the background, all I hear is, wah, 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 wah. you know what I'm saying? Like just shit that will can, can, can catch me off guard. Yeah. Well, so, who's, who's choosing to get high in the evening? This guy right here. <laughs> well, I'm, we're taking a break now. That's right. We're taking a cleanse. All right. And uh, we went to this comedy show and I used to be a stand-up comedian. I don't say I am anymore because I don't go to open mics, but I used to do stand-up comedy and I know what to expect from a bar show. They're, they're a little rough. I'm, I'm, I'm understanding of that. Yeah. But like we're on the way there and Mel was just like, I want to be a part of the community. Like I want to meet people and just like, you know, talk and just have like a network of friends. And I understand that. But after this show, Mel was like, I don't want to be a part of the community anymore, right? <laughs> no, I said, I don't want to be a part of this community, yeah. <laughs> which is like kind of defeats the purpose. But I mean, uh, it was it was really a special thing that I could bring my boy, my boyfriend and my best friend to a comedy show that um, my ex-boyfriend was a part of. Yeah. And um we uh we saw him and it was definitely a bit nerve-wracking for me but it was something that i think that i wanted to happen for a while like i just i don't know why i think that you guys would get along we did but you guys did and um um i just i thought that that would be good for us to see someone that i cared about a long time ago putting himself out there and, you know, like, e even if it wasn't the best it, it could, the fact that he was doing it was enough for me to be like, I really, I really got to put my best foot forward in all the things I want to do. Because, like, the time is of the essence. We're only getting older. Every day that passes is like, you know, Another, not to get all. I know. It's like, you're, you're like, we're like a banana, just ripening slowly. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I enjoy it, but I hate it at the same time because it, yeah. it just the existential angst sits in the back of your brain. And the thing about do like good for people that do it, like they just yeah. decide to do things because everyone's waiting for like the moment. Like it's like you ever see Superstar with yeah, uh, Molly it's a Shannon, great movie, yeah. where like Will Ferrell is Jesus and comes through the window and she gets like a message and it's just like oh my god. I feel like people are wait they wait <clears throat> for that, and it's not going to come. Mm. You just need to like, as corny as it is, yeah. you need to just do it. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I know that a part of you wishes that you had kept going to comedy. Yeah. Yes, and then by the end of my run of doing comedy, I was at a bad show. I put on a show at the spot in Queens called the Misfit Hive, which is no longer around. Where was that? It Th was that rings a bell. I was, uh, I was, uh, I forgot what part of Queens it was in. But um, it was called The Misfit Hive, and I had my last show there, and I barely promoted it. And I was so just, like, drained from life at that point that I didn't even care about the show. I kind of wanted to cancel it, but wow. I, time had already come. I already made the, the booking that it was just, I have to. And people were going to show up, so you can't just cancel something. Comedians were going to show oh, up. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. so it's like, you know, no one was in the crowd. No one was there, and you do, you're performing to an empty room. You're and performing it, to more comedians, right? Yeah, and like, you know, people who were on the show. They're like, we're right. comedians. I understand yeah, yeah. that. So they, they're <laughs> technically getting ready for the show, but... Yeah, and they're watching you do... It's like a, a yeah. glorified open mic at that point. And um, by that point, by that time, like I... So there was a gentleman on the show. Like I'd relinquished all the booking to like this girl, uh, Lynette Palladino, who's still a comedian. Like I was That's just good. like... She helped me. Like I was just like, I don't know. Like I started going to different mics than the ones I was going to. I would go to like Soho and other spots that had mics and just trying to... I like to spread it out. I don't want to go to like the same spots all the time. Mm -hmm. So I'd met her through that. And then I was just kind of like... Um, she knew a lot of good comedians who were years ahead of me, but they would put on a good show. And then one of the guys she booked was like, yeah, I've been doing open mics for like 15 years. And that at that point, that's not what I wanted. That's not what I needed to hear to be like, cause I was just thinking to myself, am I that guy? 
that's going to be doing open mics for 15 years and not figure out how to maneuver, how to pivot, how to get into the clubs, like maybe five, six years in and start yeah, getting spots like that. But how long, at that point, how long had you been in it? It was my second year doing comedy. And like the that's first... That's wild that you would say that. I, I know. You were only two years into it and you were thinking like you were already 15 years into it. That's Well, that's, well, that's the problem is like I was... I was friends with somebody who was just, they had so much confidence and knew what they wanted to do, but barely did it. But they knew they, but they knew what to do for some reason. And that confidence was like, it, it infected me where I was like, I trust you because I barely know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just showing up to open mics and like, let's guide the way a little bit. And yeah. I tried making my own show because instead of performing at open mics, I wanted to do more like, I wanted to make a show in the city that people would want to show up to pay good headliners to come do the mm -hmm, show. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to do that. And then I said, um, we had done a second show and the first show was so successful, but the second one was a fucking nightmare. I mean, it was hard. Like it was like, you know, our, our time at the show, like our first starting the show had gotten pushed back. We had all these videos and his vision was like, his vision was mainly being put into play. And it just was, we were, I was sweating so hard because it was just like, it was tough. Ian Fidance, I booked him on the show and he was there. Oh, man. And it was just rough. And like from that to like back to mics and no one, you know, and just kind of existing in the scene and then trying. And I just my perspective was off that like I haven't had the yeah, yeah. the gonads, the stones to go back up and do stand up again. But we went to this show and I knew what to expect. And, uh, you know, it was it was yeah, it was rough. It was a rough show because like it just seemed like people didn't give a shit. Sorry, yeah, I like they, is that is that rude? Yeah, like, can no. I, can I, I mean, be blunt? It's just, like people were like they didn't care. It was like they're, they're like you know the, this one girl was like I'm on Adderall. Like, like do you guys the even like the comedians? Yeah, they didn't give a shit. They're all like jaded. Yeah, I get it because it's like even for being a year in, they're like jaded because it's just you have to hustle. So you have to. One, you're going to work, and then after that, you have to go out and hit open mics. So it's like. When I, when I was working at the post office the first time, I would bring a change of clothes with me and go straight out to Brooklyn or Queens wow. and go hit a couple of mics mm -hmm. right after work and mm -hmm. be home around 8.30, 9 o'clock. I would make sure to hit two. And wow. it was just like, it's, it's a hustle. You got to show up. Yeah. And, you wow. know, I was getting lazy at some points. It's just, it's a hard road to trudge along. And that's where like a lot of comics don't get on till they're like 40. Like, they, yeah. like Bill Burr didn't get any recognition until he was in his mid 40s. Mm -hmm. Wow. Or like start popping off till he was like 42. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it, it makes me sad because I've I've noticed that like you know the New York comedy scene has sort of dwindled. Like, I remember one I went to see one of my friends perform at Dangerfield years ago, and oh. then you know that's not there anymore. And there's nothing know, taking so Dangerfield's place. Like it's still a vacant space. Ah. Every time I drive past it to go home, um, and. Also, Caroline's is closing. Yeah, they, they're closed already. I, I think yeah, they closed after they closed already. They closed. David Tell was their last show, but I think they're looking to open up in another spot. That's that's, a, cool. that's the deal. I think the rent in that spot was too high, but they're but the stand and the cellar are like the two premier clubs in the city. I mean, you got New York Comedy Club in the Lower East Side and the East Village and um, the Comic Strip, but like the stand and the Comedy Cellar are the two premier clubs in New York City that people would go to to see really good comics. Mm. I feel like New York is actually stronger right now with, yeah. with, with primo talent than L.A. is. It's funny. Since, like, Rogan and Tom Segura and all them left Austin, it seems like the L.A. Left scene... Left Austin. Yeah, left for Austin. Yeah. The, the L.A. scene is kind of, like, split. Or it's yeah. just, like, yeah. they have Brendan... Not to... Not to shit on the punchline, Brendan Schaub, but, like, you know, they got Brendan Schaub and, like, D'Elia. Santino's great. Bobby Lee, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of... I was of... talking about this with Dylan about how all of these LA people went to Austin and we thought that it was because during the whole pandemic lockdown, California didn't get as much unemployment protections as New York did. So how else were they going to make money? I, mm. Who the fuck knows? And yeah. like California is wild. They like, you know, it's... I have, I have family that lives there and it just seems that like it's, it's, I don't know. It's like a different world compared to like what New York is. I've never been, so I have no idea. You've never been to California? California's no. awesome. I, I, I've been there for India and I mean, her perspective of, of California has always been that it's great and she's still there. She's, she never kind of came back. So I, I could kind of see myself exploring California at some point. But anyway, let's, let's go back to the actual show that we went to. Let's so go. it was in Bushwick. <laughs> Every and joke. every freaking joke was about how Bushwick was like the butt of the joke of our how like 
because the audience wasn't laughing because they're from Bushwick and Bushwick doesn't have any culture, which is like, that's so far from the truth. And like, it, yeah. oh, we must be in Bushwick. Oh, we must be in Bushwick. Yeah, so I can't then, make that just joke. Always assuming that like, that the audience is a bunch of transplants. And like, you're, and, and like, we're, they're <laughs> like, so they've completely glossed over the Puerto Rican community that's there. Well, they're just, they're just, no, it's just like, they think if their joke doesn't land, it's like, oh, I forgot we're in Bushwick. Yeah, exactly. It's like, maybe it's just not a good joke. Like there was a dude who hit a punchline that I felt it could be like a hacky, like big getter done line where he's like, I put out, he was talking about unsolved mysteries. And then his punchline of the joke was like, unsolved mysteries already is kind of like a done bit. Like mm-hmm. comics, I'm sure have great unsolved mystery bits, but like he just decided to talk about it. I didn't even know what the premise of it was, but he ended it with being like, I put my joint out and I said, yo, that bitch did it. And I was just like, yo, I could see him that's being not a punchline. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, that's like, he could be like, and you know what I said, y'all is like in a stadium and he puts the mic and everyone's like, that bitch did it. And it's like, thank you. Good night. That's my time. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, get, it's like, and you know what I said, get her done. Like it's, yeah. it's similar to that. It's a cliche. Did, yeah. did anyone clap? I mean, no. like, was well, it like people could, clap, but it was just like kind of out of out of pity or yeah. just out of to be polite. I didn't want to say pity. I was gonna say respect, but I don't think anyone had respect. It was just I mean, it if was they don't have pity. respect for themselves, like like some of them were saying shit like, so what should we talk about? Yeah, You're really they, gonna ask the audience, and it's like I can I can see that being a joke. I can see that being like a funny way to like lead into something else, and then just be like, ah, just kidding. But like they didn't even earn that. They didn't earn that like respect to make that joke because yeah, like, what like else? nobody had made like you hadn't made the audience laugh yet. So it's like, what are you doing? Like you're just doing that to fish for something, for yeah, anything. Like, like you just you're choking on that stage, and we are experiencing, and we are feeling that choking. We're we're choking too for you, but um, <laughs> we're choking too for you. But yeah, but I mean, I always think about like as a as a musician, as someone who like is on stage often and um i love being on stage i think it's i i've been doing it long enough that i can i feel really comfortable i'm I'm sure nat feels the same way but there's a part of it is also having to be prepared it's like you can't just get on stage and think i'm just gonna improvise because i'm a genius like it's geniuses are are far and few between a, a preparation it's all about knowing what you're about to say, what you're about to do and having conviction while you do it. And let me add on to your point. Like you can improvise, but that comes with experience. That's exactly, that's what I was trying to say. Like that improvisation, there has to be an, a, a fundamental basis for that. Like, so if the, if the improv doesn't work, there's something to come back to, but it's like, it just didn't feel like it was there. I personally think that I think that my ex wasn't so bad. Um, he was definitely, he was in the end for the reason (laughs) they had to save the best for last. The punchline. Um, but yeah, uh, it was definitely so fucking nerve wracking, but like, I just feel like so in my power, in my, you know, in my element that like I can go so far as to support someone who, um, inadvertently became, um, a bookmark for the years leading into my depression. And, um, it luckily I, you know, things started changing up a few years ago and I've, I've been saying for a while that I feel like I've been peaking and it's like, Whoa, I keep saying it. Like, then I guess I haven't peaked yet, you know, cause it hasn't gone downhill from here. So I'm just like, you can, I, ca- you can catch a second wave. Hey, what do you listen, mean a second wave? Like yo, when a wave when a wave peaks of depression? No, no, no. When a when a wave peaks, right? You're like, oh, my life is peaked, right? And yeah. you're like, damn, it's over. Just know, in the undertow, another wave will come. And well, you that's can catch exactly that wave. what's happening. That's I'm what so I spiritual. Yeah, you are. You're such a spiritual being. My God, how like how can I be like you? You uh, almost said I am Steve, so I, you're we're almost there. <laughs> Mel is talented, Mister Ripleying my life. She's like, I'm I am Steve, and I'm here to introduce a show to you. <clears throat> okay. Uh, um but yeah so no i i just basically i just mean it's like i'm really proud of myself for doing the things that i want and like feeling that feel it's so empowering to do what you want right Nat. like oh yeah totally. and it's not i'm not even close to doing the things that i want but like the things that have been in the back of my mind that i was just like oh that could never happen are fucking happening and like i'm just really i'm, I'm like life is to live it right yeah it feels so surreal to realize it like if you experience depression 
if I experienced depression, maybe it needed to happen and that I don't need to explain the sadness anymore. I don't need to try to understand it. Um, all I need to know is like, how are you feeling right now? Feeling good? All right. Let's keep going. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much my bit. And I, I also want to thank you, babe, for being such a good sport and like coming out and, and doing that for me because like, or not for me, but with me. Yeah. It, it, <clears throat> I was happy to leave the house. I mean, I was tired, but ooh, I'm always fucking tired, but you just continue to get more and more tired as you get older, but you got to keep fighting along. Right. But, um, I'm happy to go there. It was a good, it was a good time. We had a, sorry folks. We had a good laugh about it. I mean, there was a girl who was literally like, I'm on Adderall. Do y'all even know what kind of planet I'm on? It's like, no, we don't. It's like, you're just like, you're, you're just like walking around talking and like, I, I could be No, home. she said it in a way that was like way more like attacking of the audience. Like, are we even on the same like, wavelength? Like yeah. Yeah. She's like, are we even on the same way? And, but you know, I feel mad fake because like after the show, I was like, you did great. I know. And I didn't say anything. <laughs> it's better not say anything yeah sorry and it's just like you it's i understand it's a bar show but like if i was in that situation even at like the shittiest open mic where it's like i used to do a mic called irene's pub right it's mm -hmm. in greenpoint polish bar like it would it just it, it wasn't ideal for performing but like even there it's like you have a room full of people they had they had yeah. a room full of people and I even and at that mic I went to, I still gave it my all to try and get a laugh. I mean, what else did I leave my fucking house for? Yeah. Mm -hmm. To have you just stare at me? Huh? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, or be scared of you. But yeah, no, I just wanted to share, <laughs> I just wanted to share this clip because this is how I feel like when I get what I want. That's good. <laughs> that's awesome. How That's, yeah, that, that was you last night after that bowl of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you did get oh, the totally. I do what I want. <laughs> I do what I want, and, and it was raisin bran, so it was like gonna. It was gonna be good for me anyway. Like my di my digestive tract thanked me. Com and then she'll complain about it later. Babe, I look like a walrus. And, I'm like, and, I'm just, and then I'll. So, camera turned off. Hold on, Jesus. Sorry about that, guys. We're, so sorry. These ca we love these cameras. They stop recording after a half an hour. Hence why we have to take a break. There, the fucking butter is out. The butter's out of the container. But um, wait, what does that mean? That the butter's out of the container. That you know, it's spilled. It's this is we're spilling the tea. We're giving you a little in-depth look into what is going on behind the scenes. That's why we take a half-hour break because these great Sony cameras only record for half an hour. The butter is out of the container. Yeah, that's hey, like these white people saying, like, stop, stop. Like, a, Dylan, Dylan says this thing all the time, and Bob's your uncle, and I'm like, who is Bob? <laughs> who is Bob? And why is he your uncle? Like, why is he my uncle? Like, we're at we're at. 49 right now i want to go a little long because we did just start a fresh recording we can i'll mess the clips whatever this sure, and that sure. i do want to talk about this all right i've been uh falling back in love with the song viva la vida this week you know speaking of like you know living your life right you know whatever viva la vida i was like <laughs> yeah damn this is still a good ass song now when i'm in the shower i like to have my deep thought of the day maybe <laughs> plan things of the day. deep thought of the day i deep, plan deep things yeah, I plan things out and I think of silly things. And I thought about Coldplay when, you know, or Chris Martin in specific, when he was like, for some reason, you're, you're, you're spilling the butter out of the container again. I was thinking of the line. And for, Bob's your uncle. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> so the line is, for some reason, I can't explain. And I just love to throw on like a dirty ass British, dirty ass British accent and be like, for, and I was just in the shower, like, for some reason, I can't explain. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> fucking love that song for some reason i can't explain yeah like i love sounding like a like a, a british witch like a ghoul you know it's a good song though i yeah even it's after, beautiful yeah the apple song I mean, the apple apple song can someone throw me from the goddamn fire escape the apple song <laughs> You know, I had no idea that that song or that album actually is about the French Revolution. And yeah. Matt was like, yeah, I knew about it all the time. You didn't know. Stop playing. And that, I knew the painting, the album cover is uh, a painting of the French Revolution. Yeah. So, okay. So lick my ass. Okay. <laughs> God damn and Bob's your uncle. <laughs> and Bob's your uncle. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's butter, butter spilling. But do you know specifically what Viva La Vida is? is about like what's that song is about 
for it some reason I can't explain. No, it's about King Louis the Sixteenth, his last speech as he was meeting death by the guillotine, and um, good. It was like he was like on his way down. And like he had to give a speech, but nobody was listening to him. Everybody was just booing him and like throwing tomatoes at him and getting like they they wanted him dead. Boo! And um, <laughs> and like it was the 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 cool thing about that song is like the the uh, juxtaposition with like it being like such a perfect song. Like it's a beautifully written song. Like I know but, Saint Peter won't call my name. Like I'm going to hell. I mean, I'm just thinking about the strings alone, right? It's a beautifully written song about a moment in history that like the person who once had all the power had had no not even enough power to like give their last speech. Nobody wanted to hear him. And um, and it was humanizing a moment in time where a man with royal power failed his people. And um it's like also talking about like you better walk the walk before you talk the talk because like if you're just gonna say oh i'm gonna fix all of my 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 parents or like my uh predecessors failings and then you just don't do anything you stay in your comfortable castle while your country's falling apart and agriculture is is failing bread prices are rising your cattle disease like your country's is is failing and you just don't give a fuck like so yeah so it's just new like it's it's an album about change life death war and um i found a newfound love for it love it i just love it so much i sleep with the record i hold it and for some reason (laughs) i can't explain how to get off this topic again. <laughs> Every time people talk about Coldplay, I think of that uh, Calle 13 song, Atrévete. Yeah. When they say like, ¿Qué importa si, si te gusta, gusta Coldplay? ¿Qué importa si te gusta Green Day? Esto es directo sin One way. Wow, you guys Steven's are... like, I don't understand you, therefore I'm going to put him. Yeah, this, a is, this is spilled I mean, butter right now. This is spilled butter. <laughs> this whole thing is spilled butter right now. You know Spilled butter. Is that another white quote? No. White man quote. White man quote. I love how like uh, like it's just like uh, I'm on trial. <laughs> I'm like, is that another white man quote? And I'm like, listen to you. I mean, who says spilled the butter? Are you mean like spilled the beans? I don't know. I'm, I'm making I'm I'm making new things up. All right. I'm trying to be original, and if you're not trying to be original, then what are you trying to be? Oh. You fucking, good point. You you. And we're back. We are so sorry about that. Technical difficulties arise as you start something, but you know, here we are again. We're key. We keep going. I know. I want to keep it positive. Yeah. I want to punch a hole through this fucking camera right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's all good. Let's just let's just wrap this Growing up pains. with the last uh, with the last topic that we had planned. Yeah. So, um, thinks thinks underwear, and they're forever chemicals. I'm glad I never bought them. They try to make like they're they're the uh, the underwear to that you have to wear a pad, right? For yeah. Period. Correct. And I I've not bought some apparently. Yes. Uh, we'll get into that in a bit, but um, basically, if you buy five pairs, like let's say you have your period and you want to have a pair for each day, makes sense to get five. That's a hundred and seventy dollars that you're spending on that. And um, there was a case. There's a case going on about. Uh, some chemicals that were found in the underwear that are unsafe and they're not suitable for pe- for consumers. Um, and so they had a recall where it was, um, you would get $3 back for every pair you bought, which is like, what? That's, I thought it was, uh, you get $7. So, oh, $7. $7, my $7 bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, it's just, yeah, $7 refund. And I mean, that's not even the price for one pair. If you no, get one back. Not. Uh, but don't worry, because you can get up to 35% off if you want to buy more toxic underwear, right? Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. But um, I also wanted to talk about um, thinks they had a major sexual harassment issue in the past that I yep. was unaware of. Yep, I um, know about that, and I still bought their underwear. Sit. Oh, my God. I don't think that anyone can claim that the founder had ethics on her mind when she created the company. 
um, I pulled up some some paragraphs from an article I read from The Guardian. Um, so, quote, the company stood accused of systematically hindering the progression of women up the corporate ladder, limiting fully paid maternity leave to two weeks. The irony, the irony for the birthing parent and offering employees health coverage so meager that some were unable to even afford birth control. Soon after these allegations were publicized, as many as 10 of Think's 35-person staff reportedly resigned in protest. Oh, that's great. In the blink of an eye, the same publications that a few months earlier had been splashing glossy pages to Think's across their covers were now racing to air its dirty laundry. Think's former head of PR filed a complaint charging Agrawal, I, I don't have her first name, but her, her last name was Agrawal, with a pattern of sexual harassment that included commenting on physiques of person of particular women, changing outfits in full view of other staff, and touching employees' breasts. Okay, yeah. so uh, I'm assuming mainly women work, work for this company? Yeah. God, that was like... Apparently, you said women would walk in the bathroom and she would like try and... Or get well, them to come no, and- she would have Zoom meetings naked or like taking a shit <laughs> okay well easy like can you please not take a shit and do a zoom meeting like insane i i i'm, I'm a fan of the basic instinct you know type of boss where it's like you know <laughs> listen meet me in the bathroom whatever you want to do fine do not facetime me or zoom me while you're taking a shit that's good the numbers are great <laughs> i mean like if, if you're gonna like call someone or do facetime put pause or like put mute so they don't hear the plop she no. clearly had she clearly <laughs> had the plop she had fetishes that's what it is it, you wouldn't do that unless you had like a weird kink or fetish you want people to watch you take a okay, shit okay there's a difference between the two like a kink, oh really no no really <laughs> like like a kink is like something that turns you on a fetish is like you cannot get turned on without that thing involved mm. That's well, then let's call it a quirk. Maybe she likes being watched. <laughs> <laughs> Something right in between. <laughs> she likes, you know, having people watch her take a shit. It's like some kind of like, maybe it's like a self-embarrassment thing. Embarrassment thing because, uh, you know, she's busy fucking her employees and she's like, don't watch me in this very vulnerable position taking a shit. But, you know, actually dogs do that when they're taking a shit outside. Like they'll look at their owner because they want. Am I okay? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. They want to feel protected in the very vulnerable state. So it's maybe that was happening to her. Like, Will you protect me as I? Yeah, will you protect me as I <laughs> proceed to sexually harass you? She's like touching on a woman's breast. She's like, will I be okay? <laughs> it's like I, I don't. In the name of feminism. Yeah. Oh quank, my. Quank. <laughs> what? A... Yeah. Well, I mean, she. I mean, I remember things was all about like feminism and like women taking control of their of something that they can't control. It happens every month and it's unavoidable. Well, I think it's more than that. It was like you're not buying it's, it's reusable you know you're not buying pads yeah and things that are wasteful like and you know you're wearing un- you don't have to wear a pad in your underwear the underwear is the pad although in my personal experience like it's the- not it's not a bad idea it's not i mean no. and, and i know there are other companies that have been racing to the top since things has been going through the scrutiny yeah which is i mean it makes me it makes me want to actually consider getting these these underwear but i mean i I always talk about it and then i procrastinate until these articles come out where is this woman where is this woman i i don't know but apparently thinks is based in new york yeah in brooklyn but apparently (sighs) yeah yeah don't tell me it's based in bushwick Bushwick. okay um but but yeah so that was kind of all i had for that but um if we have some a little bit more time, I did want to talk about a movie that I want to watch. Maybe the three of us can watch it together. It's Steven Spielberg's latest film, and it's called The Fablemans. It's a semi-autographical story about a young Steven Spielberg who aspires to become a filmmaker as he reaches adolescence, but soon discovers a shattering family secret and explores how the power of films can help him see the truth. The fact that the, fa- that the last name... Of, and like the name of the movie is the Fablemans. It just gives me goosebumps because it's like they tell the fables. They're telling of fables. I've heard people talk about this on uh, the movie on podcast and said yeah. they weren't crazy about it. But I'm down to check it out. I don't watch a lot of movies anymore because it takes a lot to get me into it. You know, and I feel like a lot of stuff that comes out now, I'm kind of like people loved White Lotus. I was 
I was indifferent on it because it it, it built it. it built too much tension for me to be like every every episode was just building tension and building and building and then it's like it, it can we solve something? I don't What's know. wrong with that though? That's what that's why people watch TV like or that's why people want to feel entertained. Like, and you hear a, a cl- piece of classical music, there needs to be that like tension, tension to, to then really appreciate the, the sweet sounds of release. I know. I, 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 it's, it's like, I don't understand movies or like TV shows where I'm just like, <laughs> like when there's drama, it's like, I hope they'll end up okay. It's like, that's the point. They want you to feel that way, but I'd rather just watch them eat a bag of chips and like have a day in the life. And it's like, oh, they're fine. That's more realistic than what's happening right now, but whatever. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so we'll check out the Fableman and we'll we'll give you a, a full recap maybe next week. Yeah, that'd be awesome because it's the movies, right? It's at the movie theaters. Is that is that the movie theaters? You know what movie I want to watch? It's like completely unrelated, but it's called Cocaine Bear. Oh, okay. I've heard about it. Yeah. Is it on, is it at the movies right now? I think it is. All right. But long story short, there was a news article about a bear that ate cocaine, yeah. like ate a bunch of cocaine, and for like twenty minutes. It was like the apex predator, like the most dangerous thing you could encounter. And then it died. But that movie is basically like the same premise, but the bear is just like ravaging in the entire movie. Oh my God. But it, it's like campy. It's supposed to be bad. Oh, um, I- it features that one guy that went viral on TikTok for like like working at Ikea. Um, and- oh, the guy who's like, I- you don't care that I'm on my lunch break? Well, I am going to... And then the... Yeah, He's in that movie. Oh. So I want to see it. Is he the black-haired guy with the mustache? Yeah, yes. yeah. Aren't you the black-haired guy with the mustache, too? I have a beard. <laughs> I don't grow a mustache. I can grow a full beard. So uh, <laughs> there is a movie I do want to check out as well. What is it's, that called? It can't be. It's like... Because uh, Winnie the Pooh became like free use it's like a horror movie where like piglet and winnie the pooh are like murderers oh but it's live action yeah because winnie the pooh is now in public domain but not yeah. the disney winnie the pooh like the, oh. re- the before disney right yeah. right right cool so he can't be wearing like the yet the red shirt oh, okay yeah. gotcha well listen folks you know we had a great time this episode no we don't love anything more than technical difficulties okay we truly enjoy that And I'm going to try and edit this motherfucker together. And, uh, you know, until then, good night. Good night. Bye. No, nothing? Nothing from you? Oh, uh, good night. All right, good. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) We all say good night to the crew, okay? Toodles. Bye. Stupid ass kissy face. I hate it so much. Anyway, good night. Down in the 
the summertime Let's pull it up on the roof Until the city lights up We can walk the moon See it again soon enough Just bark Bombs and red wine. I just got weed and some good vibes. We can take it in threes if you got time. You was never bothering me, so I'll see the crime. Still feel you when the blunt sparks up. Yeah. Still hear you, so I talk too much. Still think that I can hit it with a great line. Break it to your heart, write it out like a baseline. I wanna talk to you.